Welcome to the Indie Comics section. Join us as we take you through the pages of some of the best stories and art that's available in the comic book industry. From trivia to book discussions and to interviews, this is Indie Comics. Hello and welcome once again to another episode of Indie Comics. I'm your host, Tyler, a crusader for creator-owned work and comics. There are fine gems to be found at your local comic book shop, so let's go searching for them. Today is December 11th, and that means that this is the last book of the month. And this is such a great book to end the year on, and I'm so excited for this interview. Um, and, of course, before I get to the question, I'm going to give you a little bit of a synopsis I found on the Facebook page that I absolutely love. Um, it's So, this is mind management, and reporting on a commercial flight where everyone aboard lost their memories, a young journalist stumbles upon a much bigger story, the top-secret mind management program. Her ensuing journey involves weaponizing physics, hypnotic advertising, talking to dolphins, and seemingly immortal pursuers as she attempts to find the flight's missing passenger, the man who is mind management's greatest success and its most devastating failure. But in a world where people can rewrite history itself, can she trust anything she sees? So let's go on with the interview. Okay, so um, so so Matt, uh, since we're starting, you know, with I, I really want to jump into mind management because it's something that um, my other co-host Jeff and I like were always told to read and get into. And I'm just gonna say it straight up: we recorded like ten perfect minutes of this, and I lost it because my SD card decided to uh, <laughs> stop recording, and it was a perfect answer. So um, sorry, listeners, but this is this. <laughs> One thing, did you know that this comic was going to be such a grand hit, especially not with your audience, but with um, with the critics? Um, I was sure it was going to be a success, and it was. <laughs> no. oh. Only you and I will get that joke. Because, I know. <laughs> because we just had a question that didn't get recorded. Um, Luckily, we were yeah, only in, no, no, no. we were only in question three, which was fantastic. So <laughs> I know the listeners no. are gonna love hearing this. <laughs> so yeah, I will say I'll add some more detail this time, some more super sad detail. But no, I uh, when Dark Horse approved it, they approved the first six issues of Mind Management, and the deal was they wouldn't know if it could go the full three years until issue three came out, and they got the numbers on that. Um, so I was sort of flying in the dark, knowing whether whether I whether I was going to be able to do this all three years or not. Um, and I was doing issue six um, when issue three came out. So I'm sitting at my table doing issue six and I'm wondering what I'm doing with my life. I literally was staring out the window of my studio. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, like I was looking at the numbers, the threshold to keep the series going, you know, the numbers that of readers I had to have by it was so, I thought low. Yeah. I was like, well, if I can't hit that number, then I'm quitting comics. I'm just not doing them anymore. No, <laughs> no. If we can't find that. If we can't find that amount of readers, then then I need to do something else where uh, something different. You know. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad you so did. I remember doing that that six issue. I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing after this. So I, I did. Um, I had an ending for the series after issue six, and I went ahead and drew that. Um, but then I had, you know, two and a half years worth of stories ready to go. Also, so I was just sort of waiting to hear what would happen. Um, oh man! And then the numbers came in, and everything was good. So I was like, "Okay, good." <laughs> um, and but this is the—if you look at issue six, at the last couple pages, um, I think maybe the last page, the art that you see shifts, and underneath it, you can sort of see these blue lines, which are the pencils for the um, alternate ending, which would have been the end of the whole series at issue six. Oh. So I sort of slipped that in there as sort of a as a way of showing where. Uh, 
the timeline split. Like, there's a timeline where my management ends at six, and then here's the timeline we get, which is it goes on for another two and a half it's years. It's like the Star Trek one. It's just like, oh, there's the film, and then there's, like, the original series. The kind yeah, of timeline. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and well, you know, it's <laughs> funny. It's like my – so my dad gave me this magazine last week, and it's the Time Magazine – no, Newsweek, I guess, ran a – they had a whole special issue about Hillary Clinton having won the election. You know, and then my dad's like, "Hey, can you sell this on eBay for me?" I was like, "I don't, I don't do eBay, Dad." Just, <laughs> but uh, I was looking at it. And I'm like, I was like, you know what this is? This is the all. This magazine is from the alternate universe. Yeah. You know where the election was different. You know, and so this is like an artifact from that. So it kind of, in a way, it feels like <laughs> every once in a while, I feel like I was like, "Here's the branch where you know the your dad was, was like, the bridge there." <laughs> right. We're on Earth 36 and somebody else is living on Earth 35, you know, and living in a different world where my management was only six issues long. <laughs> Which is sad because I would not want to live live in that world. And like, again, I haven't I haven't been able to Jeff and I haven't read this because when we started the show, we had a list of all the comics and we're just like, OK, we're not like we're going to do everything we can to get these people on the show and we're not going to read it until we hear everything from them because for for me like because of doing this like before if you listen to the other show the, the older shows we, we we would read it and then we would interview and then it was kind of like well i already kind of read it and it's just kind of uh it it, it was just just kind of different and like this way it's like it's fresh and i get like this whole like backstory and like and i get to hear like people's passions and like what they what they uh kind of went through and so when I'm looking, especially like at the art, like in, in this, my management, you did the art and everything. And I'll, now, because especially after the 10 minutes that we lost, um, <laughs> I, I get to like, you know, see. And of course, like knowing that you're on the brink of quitting, which I'm more than happy that you didn't, you know, especially, you know, with all of the nominations. And you've also won the Harvey, um, which is fantastic. And, um, you know, it's just now, now I get to see these comics in a completely different way. And I love it, and I'm so excited, and I'm so excited to go on my co- Comicsology account and uh, uh, TM. No, I'm just kidding. I wish they were sponsors. Um, and yeah. and read it. <laughs> but anyway, so um, this was your first ongoing comic, and what what kind of like are the pros and cons of you doing an ongoing as opposed to what you were doing before, which was the uh, graphic novels? And yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean the the main difference is you. Like in comics in general, you're kind of working in a vacuum. Like even, even if you're doing a monthly, you're you're basically alone doing this thing, writing and drawing it, and then you know sending it off and getting it published. And then um, with a graphic novel, you're getting feedback, you know, sort of once it comes out, and then reviews come out, and then people send you emails or people respond to it, or you go to the convention and people talk. But with um, doing a monthly comic, it's coming out every month, so you're getting feedback every month. You know, people are yeah. emailing. Every convention you go to, there's new people who have just discovered it or people that are following along really closely and asking all these, like, really difficult questions that you want to answer but you can't because it spoils things that haven't happened yet. And, <laughs> like, no, I'm and, not uh, going to answer that. <laughs> right, right. It's like... It's the last page. How could you do... <laughs> yeah, but it, but that's the kind of interaction where you don't get it. When you're doing a graphic novel, you don't get any of that interaction, you know? You just... You're making the story, and then the story's done, and then you release it to the world or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I guess like the only with, question uh, you would like, the only question that you would like, you know, get the most is like, is there gonna be a sequel? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, and it, I love like I was I was pretty open about it too. Like I definitely had like milestones and like story beats I wanted to hit um, through the series. You know, like I had a general working outline of 
the characters and where they were going to go and what was going to happen and and the ending and all that was all figured out. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of little things along the way where it, being able to do it monthly um, opened me up to like I could keep reading books while I was working on it and get inspiration from new sources and and run things by people and be like uh, I remember talking um, to a guy one of the, one of my biggest fans or whatever I talked to him all the time. I'm not going to embarrass <laughs> him by saying his name, but he, I remember. <laughs> I remember when the, there was the issue with the 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 first immortal. There's this old guy who's in a cave, and and I had just written the issue, and it was and it was super gross. Like these like mold sort of grows on his head, and these little mushrooms pop up, and then he like picks them off and eats them, and it has sort of a psychedelic experience. <laughs> um, I remember telling telling my wife about it. She's like, "That's so gross. You're so gross." <laughs> I was like, "I know." I was like, "Maybe that's too far," you know. And then I was. I was talking to this guy at the a reader swamp the, thing. We can do anything at this point. Right, know? right, exactly. I know. See, she hadn't read that, so she's not. I feel like we're sort of numb to the weirdness of comics. Toxic Avenger um, on movies. <laughs> right. But I remember talking to this guy, and uh, I was like, "Yeah, I got this thing coming up." Or this, he's like, "Oh, you should do it. That's really weird." He loved it. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, okay, I'll keep it in there then." But it's little stuff like that where I think it's uh it's fun. It makes it a little more organic rather than like every graphic novel I've done. I've, I've written out full script, done everything. So basically, by the time I'm drawing it, it's just production at that point. You know, yeah. not there's no extra creative stuff that goes into it unless something occurs to me that day that I can make a little tweak here or there. But with my management, I was I was definitely I had my ears, and my eyes open for three years and was constantly thinking about these characters and and like as the series is going along, I was getting older, I was evolving. Yeah, I was my tastes. And, and storytelling and, and ideas were changing as the series went on too. And, and, and I think doing that gave me more, or it made it richer than if I just sit, sat down and wrote the whole thing all at once. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I wouldn't have the ideas I had, you know, like I, a lot of those ideas, like all the back page ads and all the extra little stuff, that's stuff that I was thinking about the whole time, you know, and so rewriting, like, oh, rewriting a whole ending or like knowing that you're continuing yeah. on, especially. <laughs> yeah 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 that stuff and, and all of it you know and and i didn't know i can honestly tell you like the the back the back page ads and all the extra little stuff that happened in the last year i didn't i had no idea what that was when i first started <laughs> you know and i think if you if i sat down and done it all at once it would have felt more a little more one note rather than uh, layered like like it ended up being you know with a lot of the different ideas that got folded into it so, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can, yeah, I can totally understand that. Um, I, I've written a couple of different stories in my mind. I'm, I'm in the middle of writing something right now, but like in my mind, I've had like all these stories I've been working on for years and every single time I'm like, oh, that'd be interesting. And then it gets even longer. But then of course it'll be harder for me to even do because I have severe ADHD. So it's hard for me to do anything and sit down and do anything. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, okay. So my next question is going to be about the main character, Meru. Um, you know, I love, female uh leads i love uh you know especially you know powerful ones you know going through all these uh, i love psych saga i love like the mom i love wonder woman i love um why am i um i'm forgetting all of them anyway uh it doesn't matter um so um y the name was from um i read incorrectly last time so i'm gonna correct myself this time and not edit this out and make this awkward for uh, the listeners as well um, so it was a random student at the university you, you were, um, you were teaching at. However, since you got the name from that, where did the personality aspect come from it? Yeah, that's interesting. I, I don't really know. Like characters are always, there's always, they're always sort of a, 
hodgepodge of different people I know sort of put together, yeah. you know, no, nobody's ever from scratch. Um, <laughs> and so I have uh, so many friends I mean, who are just like, make a character based on me, make a character based on me. Like, fine. I'll just do everybody yeah. all in one. <laughs> right. Right. I want to be, yeah, I knew this true crime writer that investigated this thing and then I just changed their name. Um, but no, I, uh, honestly, I, I don't know. Like I, her in particular, I'm not super sure where her personality came from. <laughs> Tough question. But, but so how did you get the name? I want to hear that story again. Oh yeah. So Maru, I, I'm terrible at naming characters. And so over the years, I, it's always awful, you know, and even like t- titling books or stories I'm, I'm terrible at. So usually I'll have a working <laughs> title for a series and then that'll, the working title end up, ends up becoming the real title because I can't think of anything else, you know? <laughs> and I think one of the, my favorite one, examples is Super Spy, one of my first graphic novels. That was just the working title because I couldn't think of anything. I'm like, well, it's going to be 40 or 50 different little short stories about <laughs> Spy. We'll call it Super Spy. And then uh, as a joke, you know, by the time I was done with it, I had thought about it as Super Spy for so long that, that I couldn't think of another title. I'm like, that's just what it's called, I it's guess. It's a fantastic it's a fantastic title and a fantastic book. So I'm I'm very happy with like <laughs> how that came to no, be. It's so funny. I swear half the time the, the stuff I do is a joke to me. It's a joke, you know, and it ends up becoming a real thing. Um you can make like but, a, uh, yeah with a her, that was one of those things where I was I was just scanning the student list at, I was still teaching comics at Webster University and and uh I was just scanning the list to see if there's any names I knew and I was like oh that's that name stuck out to me it was because it was different you know and I was like yeah. oh, I'll write that down and yeah. now I what I've done since I know I'm so terrible at naming characters is I have like a, a ongoing list of <laughs> names that I like so I put that name on the list and when it was time to name her then I had a list I could go to and I'm like oh that's a good name you know and it, so just there's something about it that just sort of resonated and then it was only later that I realized like there's Maru, There's a lot of mythology and stuff built around <laughs> that name that ended up being perfect, you know, for her and the character and where the story was going. But um, so writing is fifty percent luck and then fifty percent sweat. I think <laughs> sweat and blood and tears. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, that's, that's funny because I have a friend who has literally has a baby book when he writes, and I'm not going to call him out uh, <laughs> for his characters. Um, okay, cool. And um, one one question I have uh, because I read your Reddit AMA like upwards and, ba- and downwards i love i like love one thing like kind of uh your answers are fantastic because you're just you're so you know it was one thing i i really like especially about this is you really care about your fans and you're really really passionate and really awesome and this is definitely my favorite interview so far this year and i'm so glad we're ending it with this um which was my goal from the beginning of the year and um <laughs> I think I contacted you like in July. I was like, I, I want Matt Kent so badly. I think I, think I uh, contacted your um, your your assistant, and I was like, Oh, we need him for the end of year. Anyway, so um, you work, you do all the art, you do write, you ink, and then you work on like five other different comics. How are you able to do so much in a month? And now you have a new series that started up in April. How do you do this? <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's all I do, really. So I don't really know. Like, I go through my day. Like, I can tell you I work Monday through Friday. I try not to work weekends unless there's, like, a super deadline or I got, I'm got i slow on something. Um, but I do. I just treat it like a job, you know? Like, I don't – except I don't treat it like a job, old day jobs I used to have, which I just slacked off and, and read the Internet and tried to act like I was busy. Like, I actually <laughs> spend all day 
working, you know, so I get, I get here in the morning and I answer emails and then I start writing, you know, and I just, <laughs> um, but I think part of the key is I make a lot of lists. So I'm always like, I'm always working on several stories at once and I know I'm always aware of what the next script is I have to write or the next story is I have to do. Um, so what I'll do is I'll just, I'll make a mental note. I'm like, okay, I got to write whatever I'm writing, you know, it, uh, for the next week, I'll keep that in the back of my mind. So when I'm not working, like if I'm driving somewhere, or I'm taking a shower or whatever, I'm thinking about the story and sort of piecing it together in my head in the off time. Um, and I can almost write, I guess I can kind of write a whole issue of something or chapters of stuff um, in my head first. And then when I get to work, it's, I almost feel like I'm just typing it out. You know, it's like, well, okay, this is the scene I figured out yesterday i'll just type it out and then it's done you know do you ever have like um, dreams and just write it down like real quickly yeah i wish i don't have dreams that are useful ever all my dreams sound they seem like they're awesome and then as soon as i write them down i realize how dumb they are you know <laughs> but, same here but, with me i'm like write it initially you wake up oh this is awesome and then you're like what the hell <laughs> i need to see a doctor <laughs> it's like you can't capture like that your brain is so good at like giving you that emotion and that feeling and that during that dream uh but you can't it never transfers to uh, your dream journal or whatever you're writing it in you know it's always <laughs> super stupid or it's or it's super obvious what it is it's like oh, okay like all i swear my dreams are always like uh like if there's a friend i haven't talked to for a while i'll have a dream i'll have a dream where this friend call, <laughs> calls me up is like where have you been like that's my dream so then in the morning i wake up i'm like oh, i wonder what that I don't have to analyze my dream. I know what it is. It's like I got to call this friend I haven't talked to forever because I had a dream that they called me. So I, I really have the most most non-veiled dreams, you know, with messages. It's it's terrible. I have the worst dreams. But I will. The other One of the other tricks I do is is if I know I'm working on a story, I'm working on uh, like a next arc of something, um, before I go to bed, I'll just start thinking about it before I go to bed. Yeah. And just lay there and sort of like, imagine what the story will be and sort of write it in my head and then and then it's great because you especially right before i fall asleep you're kind of in like a dream state yeah. half waking dream state you know and then and i can really get i can really get it nailed down there um and then i just and then you would think oh i'll forget it but i there's something about doing that consciously where i just don't i'm like okay i'll put a pin in that and actually remember it the next morning <laughs> um and then i then i'm ready to go so yeah a lot of it i just a lot of writing to me is just, it's all pre-writing in my head and then just transcribing it sometimes. Yeah. All I'm thinking about, like, I know you wrote, you wrote for um, Suicide Squad, <laughs> just just like in the comic book. It was like, all righty. And then <laughs> it's like, then I have, uh, it's like, I have Deathstroke just calling up uh, Joker, be like, hey, you want to hang out for get a coffee? No? Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Write that down. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, best dream. Actually, I would I would love that dream. That'd be hilarious. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, and uh, one question we ask everybody, and I think you kind of already answered it. Um, you know, when you suffer from writer's block, what do you do? But it seems like you said that you usually would write something down before you go to bed and try to figure it out later. But I'll let you answer. That. I don't know why I'm talking to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think that there is no writer's block. There's just uh, if if I don't feel like writing, I'm not writing. You know, and but uh, yeah, if anything. You know, you just start writing. Like a lot of times, I'll be the closest I get to writer's block is, is sometimes I'll block out a section of story where I know the characters are talking about something. Yeah. In particular, but I don't know exactly how they're going to say it. So I'm like, well, I don't know. 
Well, then you just start writing the dialogue or just start writing the scene. And, and then I end up chopping off the beginning part where I just started typing. And, and then somewhere in the middle is like the stuff that you use, you know? Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't know about writer's block. I don't get it. You're like I just do it. I'm like Nike. Yeah. 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 No, it is. It's like, I honestly, like I, I love Jack Kirby and, um, and we the all thing I love about him is that he just cranked it out. Like he never stopped working. He was always at ideas. He, he never didn't beast. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think there's ever a moment where he sat down and he's like, well, I don't know what the, like he was stumped or something, you know, I think he yeah. always had an idea and, and, uh, and I love that, you know, <laughs> Um, actually that, I, I don't know how, but you're, you're kind of going through like, one well, like quite like the next question, like really well, which is awesome. <laughs> Sorry. No, okay. it's awesome. I love it. No, no, no. Like you didn't answer it, but like, um, so the next question was like, you know, you're creating these characters with a fantastic, oh, and fascinating abilities or traits, you know, like a strong female character, you have psychics and stuff like that. Talk, uh, people talking to dolphins. Um, <laughs> you know, when you, um, when you create, you know, kind of these situations, do you ever just like, especially for this series, did you ever just kind of like not have like an outcome already? You're just like, all right, they're gonna be thrown in this cage, and then I'm gonna have to figure out how they get out of it over here. Like, you know, as as I keep writing, because you said, <laughs> because you said, like with no. conversation, you kind of did that. But would you do that when with the next whole situation? Yeah, yeah, conversations. I think you can do that, but with stories, I don't think so. Like usually, I have the outcome, or I have an idea for like a super sad outcome, and then I figure out how to get to it. You know, like yeah. at the very beginnings of stories. Um, I'm trying to think in particular. Uh, the graph. I did the graphic novel three story, which is that about a giant man, you know, grows three stories tall, and it sort of tells his whole life story. Well, for that book, I literally had the ending first. I had this idea of him. I just had this image of these big bones um, in the desert, you know, from this giant, and then you sort of tell the story backwards about you know where these bones came from, and and there's like a big theme park built around the bones. Huh. Um, and so I had the idea for that first where it's like, oh, how, what is the story of this guy that grows that big, you know, and then sort of the whole idea for the book came from that ending, um, which by the time I actually wrote it and got to the end, the ending was different, you know, um, but I had sort of that idea first, but every story is different. Honestly, if I could tell you, if I, I wish I had a formula, I wish I had a way <laughs> of working that I could repeat over and over again to make it, uh, simpler, you know, less stressful. Yeah, um, because you, because it is a, there's no formula. Every time it's different. Like sometimes I will, I'll write dialogue for a scene first, and I have to go back and figure out how to work it in, or I'll, I'll have an idea for like a moment, and I write that moment, and then I got to figure out how that fits in, or yeah, or like every, honestly, you, you would think, especially like I write write a bunch of, bunch of uh, monthly valiant books, you know, and you would yeah. think well, after months and months of doing that, you know, I've been doing that for a couple of years, you think that it would get there would be some sort of routine or some sort of pattern I could follow. It ne there never is. It's, there's never a pattern. Like <laughs> every issue, like even like a story arc, I've got an outline for the story arc, but it's every issue I have an idea and then I, it's always different. I get some different idea and I got to figure out how to work that or I write it in a different way. Or I've like, I've written scripts backwards before where I have an idea for how that issue ends. And then I have to go, I literally write it backwards so that it will fit in the 22 pages, you know? I want to be able to do that. That would be so cool. Oh, no, man. it's not. It's awful. That is, I will say, I don't have writer's block, but I definitely have, like, the, the difficulty is... is uh, Finding the beginning. Right. It's like you, I'm exploring this new way of writing every time, and I, it really is, that part is stressful. It's like, please, please let this work. 
just uh just don't like have like a middle and then you're gonna have to write like 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 out right right the beginning <laughs> and the end i'm like oh yeah in the beginning or, or an ending then it's a little bit easier right? just having a middle part yeah hard <laughs> Uh, okay, so um, you already said that you know that you don't have a formula or anything like that, but do you have a constant theme that you like to use in everything you kind of write, especially like no, the, the I indie don't, comics? I stuff. don't like thinking about that stuff either. I, <laughs> I, uh, I always it's funny because I have a lot of conversations with Warren when I'm doing the Valiant stuff, and and we talk a lot about, um, especially with Divinity and some of the other like more highfalutin titles I've been writing for them. <laughs> But uh, he's like, oh, yeah, it's got – and he goes into all these themes and all the the things that are in it. And I'm like – I was like, Warren, stop. Don't tell me. I don't want to know what my story is about. You're like, you're making <laughs> – like, I don't go in with those ideas about what it's about. And I don't I don't really believe in writing that way. Like, I don't want to have an idea of what the story is really about. Because to me, the story, to be good, it has to be about the characters first. Like, yeah. the characters have to be real and the situations and their reactions and, and that kind of thing. That's the part that needs to be – the real part, you know, and then what it's about is, is what it ends up being about. You know, I don't think that's something that I ever predetermined because it's just, uh, it's not interesting to me to read stories like that. Cause yeah. you can always kind of tell if somebody's, they've got an agenda or they've got, a, they've yeah. got something they want to get across and then they sort of write a story that tells it. I, I hate that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and you can, yeah, you always tell if they're like kind of getting lost in the world as they're writing or as they're, you know, making something, especially with art and stuff like that. You, you can tell uh, when they're challenging themselves and it just makes it everything's just so much better and just and gets you and just engages you so well. Um, yeah. it, it, we brought up, you know, Jack Kirby and everything. Uh, who are your writing influences though? Like who, who do you just kind of, like you're like I I wanted to be like him and I and he is still like or she, um you know, like yeah who are your influences? <laughs> yeah yeah I would say like easy ones would be Phil K Dick is always amazing like every book I've read of his which is almost all of them um, he jams more ideas into those into one little book than a lot of people jam into like a whole series you know yeah um, so he's he's a huge influence just. For like the sheer amount of ideas he shares. Uh, who else? I like Nabokov a lot just because he's okay. so smart. He's like too smart. <laughs> you know? But I, what I like is like he does this, he does uh, these super literary books, you know, that people are kind of afraid to read. And it sounds, it's like, it's really is like the most pretentious uh, influence that I name. But I'm like, he, the thing is, it's they are, they are that and they also aren't, you know, like they're also pulpy. Like, yeah, Lolita is one of his most famous ones. I'm like, that's just, it's like a pulpy crime book, you know, like <laughs> uh, underneath all the literary stuff, you know, and the and then the, it, it, but it's super smart, you know, and I and I think that's what I like about it is, then um, that's what's inspiring to me is especially working in comics, which is a lot of people just sort of disregard as a as an art form, you know, and it's or, or kind of. It's kind of being trashy, and yeah, um, and I love that. I like the has comics already has that built in. It's like okay, good, because then <laughs> it's so fun to sort of subvert that, you know, and yeah. like put real meaning in things and real characters and have this stuff where you don't think it's there, and then it is, you know. Yeah. Um, I could just see like somebody just be like, "Oh, they think it's trashy. Just wait until my work." <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll do that. I'm gonna make the trashiest comic now. Now. <laughs> Thank you for giving me that idea. <laughs> I'm just yeah, it's all yours. <laughs> oh man. 
Um, okay, so, but what are you currently reading in comics, though? And uh, what what has kind of always been your favorite genre to read? Um, I guess I would have to say science fiction is probably my favorite because I think it's science fiction. It's almost like superhero stuff. You can you can tell any story in science fiction. Yeah. Um, same as you can in superheroes, which is superheroes is basically a subgenre of science fiction, I think. But um, I completely but I agree. like that. Uh, as crime. I like crime a lot too, but I, I feel like crime, it's kind of limiting, you know, after a while, it's like you, um, I feel like with science fiction, you can go anywhere with other genres. It's a little harder to push in some directions. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. And as far as, um, comics go, I, I the older I get, the less comics I read just because <laughs> I'm so picky. I'm, I'm honestly the worst. Like I, <laughs> like nothing is good enough for me. <laughs> um, and it's, I think it's because you do them once you do them long enough, you're like, you know how it's done, you know how it's made. It's hard to, it's hard to be sucked in, yeah, to comics the way I used to be. You know, it used to be all I read, and I, and I loved them. You know, and uh, and I still do, but I feel like I enjoy making them more than I will ever enjoy reading them again. <laughs> um, but that said, there are still some good ones. <laughs> that was. But, uh, I like uh, everything from Dark Horse is available right now. Yeah, yeah, all, all the Dark Horse books. Uh, everything Valiant does is is quality. Yes. Oh, I love um, Valiant. I love Dark Horse. I mean, I love them both. Yeah, but uh, no, I like. Uh, I think Jason Aaron's uh, The Goddamned is awesome. I, when I read that, I was like, oh, I'm so jealous of this idea. It's so <laughs> such a smart idea. Um, so that's really fun. And then I'm reading. Uh, anything Jeff Lemire does, I I can't. Uh, we're friends, so like anytime I say that, I feel like people are like, "Oh yeah, of course." <laughs> but, but no, you can I love always Jeff's like stuff. you can always legitimately like you know some of your friends' stuff. I mean, one thing that's the reason why they're friends because you guys kind of see and know, you know, know each other and what you guys can you know. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean that's how we <laughs> met. Like we met, we just bumped into each other at a convention when we were both starting out, you know. And I was like, "Hey, oh, I okay. like this," and then we traded books, you know, and so. Um, yeah, I mean, it's we're sort of we're built-in fans of each other, but I think Descender is amazing. Yeah. Um, and then uh, what else am I reading? I'm reading this French series of graphic novels called Ama A A M A is how you spell it. Huh. Um, by Fre- Frederick Peters. I think he's. I think it's French. <laughs> I'm terrible. <laughs> but anyway, those those are really great. Um, and you can get like the first two books are out, and I'm not sure how many are done. Okay. But uh, it's great. It's super weird science fiction, you know. Oh, I'm totally down for for weird French science fiction. I'm totally down for that. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. But uh, yeah, so those are the those are the three things I recommend. Sweet. <laughs> from 2016. We are down to our last three questions, so uh, I don't want to take too much of your time. Um, so right now you are writing Depth H, where you're doing the art, the inking, the writing, and your wife I I read was doing the coloring. Or yeah. she was doing the, like, I think I read paint, paint for it. Yeah, it's all watercolor. So, oh, that's so cool. I'm basically, I'm doing the same process as mind management. Um, but with Department H, I'm doing all the writing, drawing, inking. Oh, is it then, Department H? Yeah, yeah, Department H. Oh, like everywhere I swear, is it's a depth H. I looked at, okay, that's weird. Okay, maybe I just, uh, maybe I have dyslexia. That's not sorry. It's too, <laughs> it's too clever of a title. I blame myself. No, no, it's uh, a good. Yeah, oh, it's good. I like it. Uh, but <laughs> I yeah, just can't so read. She, <laughs> so I do everything now except the uh, watercolor, and then I just hand the pages to Charlene, and she paints them. That is so <laughs> cool, is though. Yeah, yeah, no, it's awesome. She, 
we met in art school when we were both at Webster University. We met there, and and um, and so we both were in the fine art department. And she taught me how to watercolor. And I've said I've told this before in interviews and everything, but I <laughs> like I only worked in black and white. I'm like oh, I hate color. I don't know what to do. I don't know how color works. And uh, she'd taken all these color theory classes. She knew all about it and was painting, doing these watercolors and. Um, and I just watched her. I was like, well, okay. <laughs> it's like the perfect balance is awesome. Yeah, She painted all <laughs> the time. So then, uh, when it was time for me, like super spy did a little bit of color in super spy, but it was still basically a two color book with some full color pages in it. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, God, what was after that? So I did revolver, which was two color. And then by the time I got to mind management, I'm like, well, I need to do color, but I hate computer color. I hate being on the computer all the time. And so I decided to paint the whole thing. Um, and and that's kind of where I, which the irony is, like, by the time I was done with my management, I had done, you know, a thousand more pages of watercolors than my wife had. And she's the watercolorist. You yeah. Know? <laughs> like, Why am I doing this? <laughs> I may, may I ask, so, uh, you guys, do y'all have a lot of, like, art that you drew and that she painted, like, all over your house? Because I would totally do that. Yeah, you know, what's funny is we... We've collaborated a couple times, but we usually just do our own stuff. So we we've rarely done any of it. And then, uh, and I hate I don't like seeing my own art when it's done. So none of my art is ever hanging up. What? That's crazy. At home. Nah, it's like who wants to see? My, I've seen it. I've seen it for hours. I don't need to see it again. <laughs> it's like Johnny you know? Depp. He's like he refuses to see any movies that he's in. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if I would go that. Like I'll flip through the books when they're done. You yeah. Know, just to see what they look like and make sure everything's right. You know. And I yeah. definitely read through everything before it's finished i feel like that's different you know but yeah, that's true. just to have my own art hanging up i just ugh. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it sits in a drawer that's why i sell so much of it is because i just you know it's going to sit in a drawer i'll never look at it, the original <laughs> art again yeah. so i might as well like if somebody wants to look at it i'd rather have they have it you know oh my gosh um, that's so cool <laughs> i would love i love original art i think it's just the most interesting like so it's just it's like the skeleton of a book it's so cool but, yeah, no, um, I, I do love it. Don't get me wrong. Like my <laughs> studio is full, is literally full of of original art, but it's all it's all other artists. You know, like yeah. I love seeing other people's processes and see how they work, and like that's what's inspiring to me. I don't. Yeah. I don't think you. It's not possible to inspire yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, why? I don't want to have that around. I'm sure there's a couple people out there. they just. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure there. I'm sure there are. But screw them. They're <laughs> no. <Right. laughs> I'm okay. sure they're wonderful people. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and all they need is themselves. Um, but, right, right. <laughs> okay, so uh, is one thing, would you like to have a Kent universe? Um, I do have a Kent universe, I think. like, I, there's, a, there's a thread that ties all of my books together. Really? You know? Yeah. There's the, I don't want to, I'm not going to put too fine a point on it, but there's, okay. but there's okay. definitely a character, like there's a character that sort of threads through everything and there's a, oh. there's a link to every, every book. Um, oh, I'm excited. But, uh, yeah. So it, in, in my mind, there is a universe, you know, <laughs> a KCU, and, uh, Kinson, a Kate comic yeah. universe. Kent's comic yeah. Yeah. Universe. So there's always a little connection and I don't think it was never like, Oh, I'm going to build this universe. If anything, it's just because everything, like since it's all in my head anyway, like it all was born in the same place. Yeah. Um, that it's it just makes sense that it's all kind of linked together. You know, I don't know. I I can't really make these uh, walls and put them between the different books I've done. You know. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, so there there's a link. You know, there's like a villain from Mind Management that's in uh, Revolver or character from Revolver that's in whatever Super Spy and from Super Spy. You know, there's threads to everything. Oh man, okay. It's like, I'm gonna it's have like, like a whole two like degrees Kent, of separation. I'm gonna have like a whole like Kent like like marathon of reading. So this is okay. I'm excited now. <laughs> and the last question is, what else should we look for in the future? I know you're working. I mean, you're doing plenty and plenty and plenty of stuff. Uh, this will be out in a couple of days. So what? Anything that's coming out next couple of weeks in the in the uh, comic book stores? Um. Yeah. What do I have? Ether. Uh, first issue just came out. Issue two is coming out this month. Um, with David Rubin doing the art. Um, that's really cool because his art's really great. <laughs> um, and then Department H, where Charlene and I are plugging away on that. We got another over a year's worth of issues of that. Oh, so cool. So that's monthly. So pick that up. And then uh, what else? I'm doing a bunch of Valiant books. Divinity I'm writing now. And they just announced XO Man of War, which yes. I'm, I'm relaunching. Which is super. That's gonna be super weird and cool. Uh, <laughs> I'm so happy you're on that. It's so cool. So, oh man. Yeah, I was. I was glad to. They're like, oh, you're so busy. Do you have? I'm like, of course I've got time. <laughs> Who doesn't <laughs> want to write that character? Um, but yeah, so that those are probably the big the big books. You know, Ninjak. Um, I got a f- one final arc on that or whatever, which is gonna be a, a big blowout, big ninja blowout. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, but yeah, those are the big ones. I'm sure there's something I'm forgetting that I'm doing, but I'm sorry. <laughs> You're working so much, like it, it's insane. But uh, oh my gosh, I, I'm I'm so excited for um for Exo Manowar. Like oh my god, I just I love. We had Fred Valenti on a couple months ago, and it was just fantastic. Um, but yeah, thank you, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for your time, and sorry about that whole uh, awkward ten minutes of you know of amazing answers. But we got amazing answers as well. You know. No, that's good. Those are like the mystery 10 minutes that right? no one but you and I are going to know what was really said. I know. Yeah, we, we got this. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Matt, for being here. And thanks for tuning in. You can check out our other shows and offerings on iTunes and visit our website, thegrandgeekgathering.com. Go ahead, subscribe, rate, and review us. You can contact us on our site. To stay updated, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and we also stream on Twitch TV. To find Mind Management, check out your local comic book shop. Also, Comixology, MattKintShop.com, and, you know, Dark Horse, everything. If you read the, uh, if you read our article, you'll see everything on there. Uh, we highly support local businesses, so go to your local comic book shop. And uh, music has been provided by bensound.com. This show has been brought to you by the Grand Geek Gathering Network. Join the gathering. Have a wonderful week. And GGG. Yeah. Last comic of the year.